0: Yesterday, a group of our friends from a growth group in the Yandang, we call it the house church in the went. some of them went to Siroma by the beach. And I saw they had a dawn prayer meeting at the rising of the sun. Wow, okay, fantastic. Um, such is the fellowship. Well, we welcome the new members and uh, we, any problem anything call us we will pray for you we will find ways to support you that is our commitment and you will learn that commitment as well as we support one another here we have that commitment our pastors have that commitment Uh, why is it important to be members it means you're committed to a local fellowship that you're willing to contribute not only to get okay if you just come here to sit and and listen you're just getting But if you become part, you're saying, hey, I want to volunteer, and you are officially recognized. Of course, anybody can volunteer, but we officially recognize you. And not only that, you can look at our book of accounts. Ah, how is GCF spending their money? Any member can look, because we are an open book to the members, because the members are expected to give any amount that the Lord deals with them every month or every week, but you have the right to look into our books because we want everything transparent with you. God is good! I was once asked, Pastor, and daming gusto magpakasal at ang daming gusto magpalibing. Sabi ko, Available lang ako pag member. Huh? At kung hindi member, singilin ko. Huh? We usually don't ask you any money uh, but right now, I said, you know, it's an inconvenience. We do a lot of work. I said, they should go back to their churches and ask their pastors, uh, why ask me? Why ask us? I said, why is member priority? Because they're part of our family. Not that you are not welcome if you're not a member. We have not turned away anybody. Everybody has been welcome." And we welcome you in the love of Jesus. However, by being a member, we operate in a higher commitment. And if you are members, may the covenant of membership remind you. Amen? yung Kung member ka, kalimutan na. mo na. Today, I remind you as well of the upcoming endurance camp. By God's grace, we have been doing this for the last three years. It started with a few fathers talking about so many reports, scientific and others that are not scientific but hearsay. But it's so consistent that the teenagers of today are much weaker than the teenagers of yesteryears. Perhaps because of the gadget. They love sitting down and playing the gadget, while we loved running around, climbing trees, uh, making the carabao run, riding the carabao, I mean, and even stealing the fruits from the neighbor's trees. Uh, Some of us have fell and have have the marks to prove it, that we climbed the tree without thinking that the branch can carry us. It snapped, pow, and thank God I'm alive today. Yes, those were the teenagers of yesteryears. We had no gadgets, so we played with, our, with sticks, we played with marbles, we played with our slippers, and uh, we prayed even with straw and mungo in our mouth. Uh, you don't need money to have fun, but it toughened us. Amen, yesteryears? It toughened us. Today, I'd like to share to you about refreshing the soul with fellowship, Psalm 133 psalm 133 is part of the songs of ascents it covers psalm 120 to 134 the song of ascents is a collection of songs that were sung probably by travelers on the way up to jerusalem psalm 133 is a psalm of david king of israel and this psalm celebrates the unity of believers King David would know the beauty of unity because he has experienced civil war his own King in the past whom he only wanted to serve wanted him dead out of envy and jealousy he hid and in God's time God gave him the kingdom when the former King died but he did not nothing to harm that king but even in his lifetime one of his sons rebelled and tried to take the kingdom from him and he was willing to die however his generals would not let him die for the sake of the kingdom and he was grieved and he said if only I would have died instead of my son so when David says How good. Behold, look how good, how pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. The short psalm tells of the wonder and pleasantness. It's pleasant. Pleasantness of unity or the harmony among brothers. The good feeling, this good feeling of unity spreads like the fine oil from the head of Aaron. Aaron was the first high priest in Israel, after Egypt, brother of Moses. The head of Aaron oil pouring down to his beard and down to his robe. And Psalm 133 also says, it's like the Jew of Mount Hermon. Mount Hermon is 2,814 meters high So the Jew comes there first and falls on Mount Zion, which is only 765 meters. The analogy is consistent. Unity can flow from the top going down. It flows. Let me share again three important points as we go back to the Psalm. Harmony among brothers and sisters is a good and pleasant thing. Not only good, it is a powerful thing. In a powerful thing in such a way that it can influence and affect others. The role of each one of us is to preserve and strengthen this unity, not be the ones to break it. But sometimes we are unaware, and hopefully today I may cite some things that we may be more aware of, because we may not be aware that we are actually contributing to disunity rather than unity. But let us understand that God wants His people united under Him, and He wants His people to have harmony. I truly look forward to the gathering of my brothers. Many of you I have invited on a Monday, and that Monday, where I was only speaking with one person, two persons once upon a time, three years ago, has now ballooned to 20-plus men, mostly fathers. And we really are happy to see one another, each one bringing some food, and if somebody keeps coming without food, I tell them straight. I said, where's the chicken, brother? (laughs) Then we have others who are overly generous, who always come up with some some food, and we talk about God's goodness, God's grace, and somehow it has built relationships, connections among us. And it's not just an exclusive thing, I'm only friends with five of them. No, we connect with each one and each to one another. That is how pleasant it is. And sometimes you would hear laughs, And sometimes we pray for one another, not sometimes, always. Every meeting and some of them would share heavy, heavy problems like sickness in the family. And some would share the consistent thing every week. They just ask for prayer, health, wealth, and wisdom. Every week. Prayer request brother, health, wealth, wisdom. Okay, did you get any so far? of health, wealth, wisdom. But prayer is a powerful thing. And yes, it is pleasant when brothers gather together. I hear at times when, when the sisters would gather with my wife and I would hear them laugh and share. But the most precious times when I hear them silent, when they're hearing God's word they're listening to God's word well it's a pleasant thing i believe i'm going to enjoy the youth the youth camp although i may not physically aim, i may not keep up with them in all aspects but just seeing them learning from God's word and getting the exercise they need if you have a teenager you try to ask them, okay, in the street, what if some goons stop you? What do you do? You ask them. Most of them do not know what to do. Well, the first thing we advise is to run. That's why we have running on the, every morning. They jog, they run, because avoid a fight as much as possible. The second thing we teach, what if you cannot avoid a fight, and you're not a fast runner, you show your back, that is not good. What do you do? So we teach them how to end the fight as soon as possible. Hopefully the other person would still be alive. In the absence of the ROTC, in the very first endurance camp, we invited uh, the colonel to send his sergeants to us from 9th ID, and they sent. And they even brought guns to teach how to disassemble and assemble. Why? In the absence of the ROTC, what if some nation invades us? What do we know? Ask your children what to do. If they don't know what to do, we'll give them a little idea, invite them to the camp. My friends, I we collected an offering because we have been offering the endurance camp for free but not everybody can be accepted. As much as possible, you have to be endorsed. But if you want, and if you live in Naga City, you may request. We do have a maximum number only, maximum number. This year, I mean this May 6 to 9, and May 20 to 23, we will have the usual. Do you enjoy the usual? Youth, you're going to run and do the exercises in the morning. But if you can't keep up, there is a way out. You will drink the delicious Ampalaya juice. If you say, I can't run, I'm so tired, okay, you can rest. We will not force you, just drink. Okay, drink. It will make you stronger. But this year, there is an added feature. Uh, we will add uh, the combination of fencing and arnis this year. And uh, we have invited a jiu jitsu instructor so that you would know how to fight on the ground. Take note the children, the youth are not told to bully others. They're not allowed to bully others. And if they do bully others, they shall be disciplined. It's pleasant when you see people come together in harmony. Isn't that? However, we do have a problem in the family front because since the Spanish times nobody really taught us how to raise a family. We were trying to do it based on knowledge from how I was raised and trying to wing it, trying to find out how to raise a family as you go on. The problem with that is you make a lot of mistakes. Rather than study From others, learn from others. There are academic studies and there are practical studies that we can look at. Even if you look at Genesis, it's sad when Abraham and Lot had to separate, yet it is God's will. Sometimes a little distance can preserve unity, don't you think so? Sometimes too much crowding of space is not good. So that's why sometimes we give people a little space. Or even the brothers of Joseph. There was no unity because there was envy. There was envy and there was crab mentality, which is common among us. You know, when Filipinos are taught we have crab mentality, they say yes, but they're thinking of somebody else. They're never thinking of them. Yes, I know somebody who's that. Watch yourselves because you may not know it. Watch your words. If somebody is blessed and doing well, what do you say? Are you genuinely happy for everyone? Or do you feel pain and hurt and anger or envy? Butti sila. Kung hindi naman yun, kala kung sino sila. Signs of insecurity and envy. Obvious signs. Really, I was in this taxi. And I ended up with a driver who was really full of hate. And I was just praying because he was really angry. Every one who cuts him, and in Manila it's normal for somebody to cut you. Then, haveulin niya, tabihan nya. Driver ka lang pala, kala ako, may ari eh. he, every, Everything, he has something to say. We pass by uh, a policeman. Oh, don't naman, ano? Everything, every detail. I said, Lord, protect me that nothing bad happens to me. Sometimes this unity happens when we operate not in the mind of Christ, but in the mind of the world. When we create separations in our minds. Separations in our minds. And we love labeling, putting people in categories. Saying, oh, yun yung mga nagsiroma. Kamu yung hindi. You put categories. <laughs> no, no. If you felt that way, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. You should just be happy. Wow, fantastic. Ah, uh, next time, sama ako Next time, have that attitude. Next time. Oh, but hindi ako invited. No, some. You know, honestly, it's so hard to invite people. You just say, "Can I come?" Maybe they'll say yes. Okay. So if you say, can I come? Then they say to you, okay, you can come as long as you dig your own toilet. Then at least you know the conditions, right? (laughs) Number two, oil on the head of Aaron, the high priest, sets him apart for God. You see that oil in verse two on Aaron. Remember, Aaron is the high priest. Who is the high priest in Israel? The one who prays for God's people. One who intercedes for God's people and one who teaches God's word. So Aaron is a spiritual leader as David was an administrative leader. He was a military leader and he was the administrative leader of Israel. But the Aaron, the high priest, was the spiritual leader. He teaches God's word. He prays for God's people. And says the oil passes through there, down to his beard, down to his robe. Then that analogy was supported by by the Jew refreshment Jew Jew from what Mount Hermon down to Zion I've read a commentary that says you literally feel that that dampness from Mount Hermon because sometimes it forms ice at the top at certain seasons and you actually feel that that dampness the moisture in the air And for people who live in the desert, every time you feel that, that is a wonderful feeling. A wonderful feeling. It's just like a splash of water after a long run. Or a drink of water. It is refreshing. So, brothers, the fellowship of believers is refreshing. And I pray that each of us would experience that. And I'm not talking about the fellowship of the world. Because you may have friends in the world, but they don't talk about Christ. They don't talk about Scripture, about the blessings of Scripture, about how God moved in their lives. There is something missing there. You know, my friends, we are imperfect. Nobody's perfect here. But I enjoy spending time with you if we talk about God. Rather than spending time with others, unless I influence them with God, At times, it is not as blessed because it is a blessing when the people of God gather together. And remember, oil, oil in those days is used for one perfume until today. Ladies, you may want to explore that. Oil. What's the advantage of oil than perfume? Less chemicals, more flowers. And what happens? It's the skin. Is a perfect moisturizer they need that because their 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 skin would crack sometimes you know in the desert sometimes it's very cold at night and very hot during the day what happens dry skin cracks i've experienced that you know when we were in new york there was no pajak so i had to walk long walks you know uh, and it was cold. But the problem was, for many years, I have these calluses on my heel. And I never cared putting anything on it. Uh, Anyway, nobody sees it. And if somebody sees it, what do I care? I'm a bro, all right? You know, a bro who's so concerned about that, I'm suspicious about that, bro. (laughs) So, But there, because of it, it's so cold and your skin gets dry, it cracks. So my heels cracked. It got bruised. So I could feel the pain. And when I look, no blood, but there was a crack and somehow it's quite red. Oil refreshes and heals. Oil refreshes and heals. So what does the devil do? Cut you from God's people. Feed stuff in your mind to cut the unity. To cut the fellowship. Make you judge everybody else except yourself. So there is more isolation. And the less connection we have with God's people, the drier we become. Spiritual dryness. Dryness. Ah <sighs> Application: let us live in unity with a community under God. Live in unity with a community under God. We are a community. We are not a religion. We are a community under God. Love each other as Christ loved his people. This is our application in the New Testament. How can I express love? How may we express love? The best way, I believe, when Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. And they said, love one another in that context, meaning serve one another. How may we serve one another? That is a question. We cannot serve one another if we do not know one another. If we are not connected with one another. We have to strengthen our relationships in the growth groups. Other churches call it cell groups or small groups. Some call it life groups or we call ours growth groups because we all want to grow in Christ. And discipleship groups which are uh, more serious in terms of reaching out to others or discipling others. We strengthen our relationships. Relationships do not get strengthened automatically. It does not. Many married people would Understand this. Before you got married and you were so in love, right? So in love and you thought it's automatic and the fairy tales have lied to us. Why did we think it's automatic? Because of the phrase they lived happily ever after. But no. No, it is the beginning. Beginning of what? Of building that unity. Building that relationship. Because there will be many responsibilities that will make you busy. There will be many problems you will face together. Especially when you have children, it's no longer just your problem. It's your children now as well. So what happens? Sometimes we fade away from each other slowly. And that has been the story of many husbands and wives. That's why we have these events annually of every year of trying to re-strengthen the commitment to one another because the slight deviation from direction the slight deviation from direction as time goes by there would be a bigger gap therefore my friends we need to build a relation just like husband and wife although we are not husband and wife we have to build a spiritual relationship with one another that's why i have friends here but it is not exclusive I'm willing to have coffee with you if I have the time and please tell me if you have but if you're going to propose something to me like a new business that's a different format you have to attend my other venues for that if it's about life it's about Christ it's about family I am open my brothers and sisters and the pastors here are open as well. Okay, live in unity, build the relationships. Yes, we talk about fun, something happy, a trip, but if Christ is not there, if prayer is not there, that's why I salute the, uh, the travelers to Si I salute you for having a dawn prayer because if all you did was just fish and have fun and not talk about God's word, I said, then you're just like any other vacationist. Good for you. But that doesn't necessarily earn my salute. I salute you. Why? Christ, you cannot avoid not talking about Christ when you're in the body of believers. It comes out. It always comes out. That's why church attendees, even members who gather together for fun, but Christ is not there, you are not fulfilling God's will. And I tell you, it is not as pleasant Recognize that our local church community, GCF Naga, is set aside for the purpose of God. What does that mean? Oil sets apart Aaron. The ceremony of consecration. When they poured oil on Aaron, if you if you read it in the Torah, it means he is set aside for a purpose. He is dedicated for a purpose. The same way we, as a people of God, are set aside for God's purpose. Yes, we have. We have daily needs, we have to work, we have to do business, we have to study. But more than that, there is a higher purpose. Christ is the center, and the Holy Scriptures is the foundation. Like oil on Aaron, the Holy Spirit sets us aside for the higher purpose. Aaron was a spiritual leader in the nation of Israel. Spiritual leaders of today, if you consider yourself a spiritual leader... Or you want to be a spiritual leader, like lead a growth group. Or be an elder of this church, a deacon, a pastor, a discipler, or one who disciples for Christ. Or let me just say, the head of the family. Fathers, I talk to all of you with leadership positions. Unity flows from the head and down. It starts with you. It starts with you. With us but for the others who will experience it down the robe is connect be aligned and be connected as we journey together as a church as we journey together learning about certain things learning about family learning about the book of Genesis learning about as we journey together we are developing one mind and heart. And as you look at the book of Acts, when they had one mind, one heart, and they prayed, and then God moved mightily. Even in the Old Testament, when they were one mind, one heart, foundation is is God's law, then God moved mightily in their midst. God is good. Number three, let our souls be refreshed by the fellowship of believers. Appreciate the family of God more and more. Praise God. It's good to see you, brothers and sisters. It's good to see you. Can you say that to your neighbor beside you? It's good to see you. Pano hindi mo kilala? Sabihin mulang! Mamaya tanong yung pangalan. It's good to see you. Sometimes we have to break certain barriers. Sometimes it's culture. We don't want to talk to anybody we don't know. But sometimes you just say, Hello? By God's grace, every visa I applied for was accepted. I learned the technique when I was very young and my father was coaching me. We're going to apply for a visa because we're going to the States. Now, this is what you do. When you meet, look eye to eye at the consul and greet him with the best smile and say, good morning, how are you? Hi. Be very friendly. I don't know the guy. Just do it. <laughs> so we went there hi, hello, we're very, we tried to be as friendly as we could, and suddenly he smiled. We were praying, oh, guy, that guy looks so strict. You're, you're looking at windows, right? See, this guy seems to be, the, the people going to this guy suddenly are sad. And, and for this guy, he's more lenient. You know, they get hap- they're happy after the, the interview, they're happier. Then I hear somebody shouting, you know, the, the one applying, how would you know, how would you know? Attacking the consul. So, oh, wow, this is, was a scary experience for a kid, okay? For a kid. So I learned to be friendly. I said, I learned something very important from my father. Just learn to smile even though you don't know them, even if they ignore you. you just, hello. Morning. Hi. <laughs> so when we did that, it was so short. Very, very short interview. And uh, while we were still talking, they were already putting the sticker. Now, when it was my turn for my kids to apply for the visa, I just told them, you smile, best smile, and they ask you a question, answer as happy as you can. So uh, they were asked, what are you gonna do there? Oh, we're going to this place and that place. And uh, it was a short interview. You know, the power of just being, being glad to see people. You know, if you're not glad to see people, this is my suggestion. Maroon yourself in an island. No water. You do everything by yourself. No water, no services. Just be there alone. And I tell you, the first person you see, oh, it's good to see you. You don't have to wait to be marooned. Let us already be happy with each other. Amen? You know it's just good to see you. I don't like those people there because you're on that art there you they're so like this like that. Grow up. Grow up. Honestly, if you are marooned in an island and I'm not saying you literally do it, please. But if you want to try, you'll be refreshed just to see one another. You'll just be refreshed to see one another. Number three, let our souls be refreshed by the fellowship. Do not forget that. Appreciate one another. And although none of us could claim perfection, none of us are perfect. So, honestly, it's hard to like everybody. It's impossible to like everybody. Impossible! But you can decide to ignore the little things that may irritate you. That is growing up. It's impossible to like everybody, my brothers and sisters, but one thing I know, even there are some things you may not like about me, and there are some things I may not like about, because we're not used to everything, how we were raised, how you cook something, how I eat something. But one thing I know, if Christ is in you and Christ is in me, there's something common between us. And that bond is stronger than blood. That bond in Christ is stronger than anything in the world. Why? Because when the earth, earth disappears, even if World War III happens, eternally we are connected. There's something that binds us that I cannot deny. So when you see a brother and you know, don't like how their face is arranged, <laughs> remember in your heart Christ is in them And Christ is in you. And that bond is the main reason why we love one another. Why we try to be patient with one another. Love is patient. Love is kind. Huh? Love does not keep a record of wrong. Love does not rejoice in sin. Why we love one another and we have to? Because Christ in them and Christ in us. And Christ cannot hate himself. And we should not harm one another. We are called a body. A body. Can you imagine a body having knives? Ow! A body doesn't do that. That's why all who did penitentia, it was worthless. Because it doesn't take away any sin of yours, according to the Scriptures. That is not the way according to the Scriptures. Self-abasement in that way Is not recognized by the scriptures. Well, you just had an experience of killing yourself. Fantastic, but that does not change a thing. It is still by faith, by grace, through faith. But our souls may be refreshed when we learn to love one another as Christ loved us. And that we may learn to encourage one another encourage you know one thing that we should all learn is the word encourage huh say some nice words you don't have to lie appreciate encourage oh i'm not sure if i can do this you think i'll pass this exam ah i think you can do it just relax study okay don't think about failure just go through it it's just an exam Just make sure you study, okay? And maybe you just need techniques. A little technique sometimes can get you a long way. The number one technique I know in school is to understand how the teacher will ask the question. That's the first, you can study everything but you miss how the teacher asks the question. Then you're misaligned. So what do you do? You consult upperclassmen, how does she ask the questions? And if they give you an old exam, learn it. It may not be the same exam, but sometimes they all make mistakes, they give the same exams. And I had a few friends of of mine who said, it's exactly the same exam. (laughs) It's a refreshment to be with one another. But it's not going to happen if we don't put the effort. Can you say effort? Effort. Effort. It means you have to give time. You have to invest words. Huh? Invest words. Encouragement. And then also observe. Say the word observe. observe. Observe not to be critical, but observe how you may adjust. That's why people who master relationships are those who understand how to observe. They observe, oh, this guy is not easily convinced if this is the approach. Let me wait, and then I'll talk at another time because that's the way. Oh, this person, you have to be straight because if you give clues, he doesn't get the clue. Lahat ng parinig at na, in the best nice way, he won't figure it out. You just have to say it directly, dude, don't wear that again. You look like a tadpole, you know? Uh, <laughs> We learn. We learn how somebody is easily offended and some people are not as easily offended. We learn to adjust. If we are easily offended, we learn not to be easily offended. But we're also careful not to offend others as well. We learn. And that's the beauty of unity. We learn about each other. It's not everybody adjusts to me. Adjust to me. I didn't like the way he spoke to me. And I didn't like the way she spoke to me. You know what? You're always in conflicts. Probably the problem is you. You just check how many conflicts are you in. If there's too many, the problem, let me tell you, is you. But here's the truth about unity. Some of it is my problem. Some of it is our problem. But the solution, I'm also part of the solution. And you're also part of the solution. It is accepting that we all have these weaknesses. But sometimes your frame of mind It's disrupting the unity. That's why if you study scripture, you say, Lord, how should I think? Some of us are afraid to be judged. Please check. Maybe you are the one who judges so quickly because that's the way you think. They might say this. They might say that. I mean, who's thinking about that? Nobody is. Or maybe a few people like you. Or you're the most insensitive person, oh, they don't mind, always they don't mind. Oh, malilita tayo, ah, they don't mind. Oh, oh, uh, you spoke too strongly, ah, he doesn't mind. No, 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 no. It works both ways. There's that part of learning how. How do I behave in such a way that I can be friendly? And then understand one another. I had two friends, two sisters in UPLB in the dorm. One of them was Ilonga. And one of them was Batangena in the same room. You, some of you are already laughing because you can imagine. A Batangenya and an Ilonga as roommates in UPLB. So the church was experiencing this thing where... They're usually in conflict and we have to bring them together. They forgive one another, they love one another. Then they're offended again by each other and then they they forgive each other, then they love one another, and again and again and again and again. Because of what? The lack of understanding of where somebody's coming from. If you go to a rural house in Batangas, the pitch and the volume is very high. But they're not fighting. It's normal. (laughs) Allah <laughs> eh, katagal ng buhay, takut pa mamatay. So, uh, <laughs> but then it's it's normal. You would hear this high pitch, and I had a friend who, who some of my friends visited her, and, and they would say, "No, they're re- they're really loud, but they're very peaceful." And you go to Iloilo, <laughs> it's very soft, huh? Patyuntaka, ka, Huh? Patayin kita, ibig sabihin. Say it in the nicest way possible. Hindi uh, mo alam, galit na. Ito, kala galit, hindi pala galit. But if we stretch our understanding, oh, then you don't make a big deal out of things anymore. Right? You just tell them about the other and how both of them can adjust a little, right? Huh? Even our habits, not necessarily biblical, but their habits. So, Chinese and the American went to the cemetery. Chinese brought food. Americans said, they're just beside each other. Why do you bring food? Can the dead eat? And the Chinese said, why do you bring flowers? Can the dead smell? (laughs) There was this lady who dresses very nice, very nice, very stylish, but sometimes to the extreme that she wears a big feather on her head. But she goes around the mall confident. And for me, I'm really amused. Wow! No, no, I don't see it as negative. I, I find it just amusing. It's good to watch somebody like that, right? Uh, but she's a well-mannered lady and everything. And she, she said this once. Somebody asked her, why do you dress such a way? Why do you dress so nicely and with extravagance? Then she answered, but, but why do you dress so plainly and so dressed down when you can make your life a little happier? with more color, different perspectives. If you come here in jeans and shorts and rubber shoes, thank you, you're, you're here. If you come here wearing like a tuxedo, thank you, at least you're here. It doesn't matter, right? Just don't come here in a bikini, ladies. <laughs> uh, it's not the right place. You have to go to the beach to, to do that. Uh, guess one. somebody asked me, sorry, just a few more minutes. Pastor, what do you think of guys who have earrings? I said, will they go to hell if they wear an earring? No, they won't. It's style. But if you were to ask me if you're going to an interview, and if you're going to an interview to to a bank, don't wear the earring. But if you're going to audition in a band, go ahead, wear it. What do I prefer? Well, I prefer you don't wear earrings, but... If it's your style, I cannot say you are sinning. So please stop judging people, friends. Amen? Yes. For some of it, it,'s such a big deal. You complain so much about a guy who has earrings, but you gossip and judge. Who's worse? So, my friends, some of it is cultural, right? Yeah oh, a brother elder is not here, but we had a long conversation before. Pastor Ed, what do you think of the sister who have skirts above the knee? So I thought, like, almost everybody's wearing that. But he was insistent. I said, you know, before your time, before your time, the girls, the ladies would wear long dresses. You can't even see their feet. In your time, from down there, it became to this level and your parents thought you were sinning let us not judge that but i'd like to say ladies represent christ do not seek too much attention to yourself reflect christ should you be stylish <coughs> stylish yes please please do not be ugly for the sake of everybody You know, I want to say when people visit GCF, oh, you have wonderful ladies here. Yes, we do. Praise God. That is God's creation. I don't want people coming here and say, "Hey, pangit yung mga tiga GCF. (laughs) Uh, So please brighten up. Wear some color. We do not judge that. Remember, I was Puritan-like when I was younger. You know how strict Puritans are? You can't even wear makeup. No, I was that level. But I realize that's not necessarily scriptural. But modesty is in scripture. As we grow together, we learn to adjust to one another. So what I advise the the ladies would be, if you're wearing a little short down there, keep it covered up here, right? If you show a little skin here, keep it covered down there. Why? Because if down there goes up and down up here goes down, (laughs) let me just say this straight, you look like a prostitute. Maybe somebody will say to you, How much? <laughs> Don't wear, you know, in the beach, it's a different, swimming, it's a different story. But in regular days, keep it balanced, all right? <clears throat> keep it balanced. Again, but these are things we learn as we grow. Friends, we should love one another, we should respect one another. If something disturbs you, make sure it is of the world. You know, if we have to rebuke somebody, it is of the world. What's of the world? Please let us define it. What is of the world? Of the world is what? Hatred, adultery, murder, uh, drunkenness. That is of the world. What is stated in Scripture as sin? But if you say fashion is of the world, now let me. Let me address you right now. You see, the school system was started by pagans. Oh, yeah. Is that of the world? So, before you get, let us still be clear in Scripture. What does Scripture say? Let's stick to that. Friends, it's Scripture that binds us together, not hearsay. Hindi, something in ko? I rebuke people like that, honestly. When I keep talking to people having a position in God's Word, verse, back up I will drill you to defend your position. Because if it's gray, we keep it gray. If it's sin, we do not compromise. That is sin, friends. Let us love one another. Let us all rise. Let us not judge one another, but says, say to one another, in Christ we are connected. I am connected with you. You are connected with me. We should be praying for one another. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We'll skip the last song right now. Father, we praise you and thank you. And we thank you for your word. It is good and pleasant. Teach us to take the initiative to connect with one another. Make us lose the fear, the shyness, the timidity, and truly have this desire, I just want to pray for you. I just want to know you so I can pray for you. Or I want to connect because that is God's design, that we may be refreshed with one another. I know, Lord, you have given each one of us a hunger, a desire not to be alone in this world, for at least one soul to be understood, to understand us. So, Lord, we pray, teach us to understand one another Teach us to extend our way of thinking. That we do not focus on what we think are the flaws of each other, but rather focus more on what we see as your work in each one of us. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of his Spirit be with you all. God's people say, Amen. God God bless you, congregation.